Welcome back to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. I'm Dave. Dave, welcome back. Uh, I think we're on episode, I want to say 15 now. I, I lost count. That's only because I can't count past 10. I got 10 digits. <laughs> but you, oh, you got two. Is just I, I can't those. bend over and see them. <laughs> that's not true. You're looking a lot thinner. Oh, well, that's true. I guess I, I have lost some weight, so I can see them now. So maybe I could, uh, you know, you know, count a little bit higher if I could have think well, of, thought about it. Well, so... Uh, you know, this is 15, so it's been quite a few weeks since we started the show, and I think early on we talked a little bit about we were going to start exercising and get back into shape. Yep. So maybe a little update. How's well, that going? it's going pretty good, and I know it would be going a lot better if if I was 100%, and I have an excuse for everything all the mm-hmm. time, but, <laughs> but it's good for everybody because, you know, I'm a regular person. I don't, I've, I've, I'm doing a plan. It's, it's uh, Optivia, mm-hmm. and, um... Am I going to get it wrong? Optivia, Optivia. I get it. Right. My wife says I, I mispronounce it. Oh. But regardless, it's a great plan. It really is, and and um, and I'm really good on it all week. Mm-hmm. And on the weekends, especially my daughter had a birthday, or we have little gatherings, and it's kind of hard. It's really hard. I'm going to say it's really hard on the weekends. If I worked over the weekend, I could still keep that rhythm, mm-hmm. but it's different. And yeah. you might want to be comfortable. At, I don't know. I can make a ton of excuses. So. We've had a hard time being good almost every weekend. Mm-hmm. And well, you have that trigger, so it makes it difficult. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, have one. So. <laughs> it does. I just had to have a little bit of brisket this morning. So mm. I, I was doing good enough to where I had to freeze a little bit of leftover brisket. I know it can happen. If you have a big enough brisket, you can have leftover brisket. <laughs> and I was good all week. And brisket, my big deal is brisket is just really, really fatty. So yeah. I didn't have a ton of it, but... Oh my goodness! I had to have something that was immense flavor. It was mm-hmm. so good. But well, that's way different than the regular food for the program. Yeah, I mean, I, well, tell how me about, about this? The, the, the flavor profile is totally different than what you're consuming all week long. For of uh, yeah, like the, the brisket is like oh my gosh, watering. Well, here's it, the good thing. So you know, so with my with yeah, <laughs> with my plan, I have a lot of foods uh, that is prep package that I could. I eat from. Mm-hmm. And then once a day I have what they call a lean and green and uh which is essentially a salad with some some uh protein. Mm-hmm. And so I like to have like a taco salad usually, but like last night, you know, it's okay to have like a, a chicken breast and salad. It's a you know, good dinner. Mm-hmm. So you can have good flavors, but and I could have a steak, but I have to be, you know, be realistic, not too big. You know, I could go to Applebee's and have a dinner there, you know, <laughs> and you know, keep it decent, but but you know, picking a real fatty cut is—it uh-huh. is a gift or a treat or <laughs> both. But um, but I will say that my wife and I, because it it is like two steps forward, one step back. But we are going forward, so that's the good thing. I'm probably down. I was too embarrassed about how bad I got, so I didn't weigh myself the first week, which is usually the well, the big how big. How you track it then? I didn't. I started a week later. Yeah, and and so I. You typically lose five to 10 pounds my first week in both, most of it's water weight. So I'm nice by just saying it was probably five just to be, I don't want to like blow it out you of proportion. You your numbers. Right. Yeah. So if that's the case today, I was down 27 pounds. Jeez. Then I add those five. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no. So today I'll tell you, I'll tell you numbers because okay. that's what you said, how I track it. I, I write them down and I tell people. Uh-huh. So when I started my weight it was at 265 is when I weighed it. Mm-hmm. So God only knows. I'm guessing I was at maybe 275 to 270 mm. when I started. 
that's terrible. That is damn near where I started the last time, and it's, it upsets me. Mm-hmm. But who cares? That's what happens, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm now at 242. So so from what, so I'm over 20 pounds, 22 pounds, I guess is what it is. So I'm guessing I'm about 27-ish mm-hmm. if I was to be, you know, uh, conservative mm-hmm. about it. So. That's pretty impressive, though. But where, where you could tell, it, well, like, example was, is I couldn't wear this shirt. Mm-hmm. Maybe the last time you were here, or the time before, I can't remember. But this mm-hmm. last week, I, I lost a lot of weight this last week. Uh, I, interesting. Which is weird, because I've had terrible sleep, and usually having bad sleep will mess with you. So if I was on the ball every week, how about this? I lost, was close to 40 pounds. The first time I did this, I lost close to, I think it was like 36 pounds in 30 days. Holy cow. You know, and, well, I'm almost kind of doing that. But if I would have focused over the weekends, I would have been killing it Less again. Less brisket. <laughs> no, that's actually the best I've been. Yeah. It's the pizza. Uh-huh. Maddie had a party, you know, and there really wasn't. So our family came over, so we had a lot of stuff and then cake, and <laughs> it was all of it. You know, when we kind of, chips, oh my gosh, you know, we were. <laughs> yeah, not exactly following the plan. No, not at all. But, but. We are back on schedule throughout the week, you know, but even though we aren't the best, we still... What, what's, the, uh, what's the goal weight where you want to start, like, the main, maintaining part? You know, it's funny. I, you know, I haven't ever had that conversation this time because the last time I didn't... Set, there's some things I think that helped me fail last time is I didn't set a goal weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lost, like, 80 pounds or something. I was down to 214. Oh, my God. And... Right. That is, that's incredible. Did I see you during that phase? Oh, I'm sure a little bit, but not that much. Oh. No. Unfortunately, Scott, I can say it now because it's, I feel blessed now, but, um, you know, we only got to see each other once or twice a year and we're so close. I mean, it's. Yeah. Thank goodness for the podcast. Yeah. And. So (laughs) depressed because. Being on swing is so hard on me, and I'm trying to get over it. But oh, having a life, working on days, and us being on meet up through it yeah. just was a life. Well, so you being on a different shift now, because when you started it, you were a day shift. Mm-hmm. How has that impacted your ability to maintain this? Is it actually improved it because your schedule think, is? I think it's harder because mm-hmm. number one, I do. Um. I work a lot at work. <laughs> no, I'll just be fair on yeah. swing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, we're not, we don't, I don't have a ton of work. Day shift, I come in after day shift, so they clear up most of it. My main goal is to do some work and hit up what's really, really hot or important. And um, we, it's so it's slow and I sit a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it might be harder to where, you know, the other one, my day goes by faster on day shift and I'm communicating and, and, it doesn't affect me so much. And now I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, it is rough. Yesterday, I, all week, I was super good. I don't know how, but I, I'm not even focused. Everything just went really well all, you know, at night here and, and, and at work. But when I got to, um, oh, I just lost it. Sorry. Well, so go back. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm chewing on some ice here. Mm-mm, that's okay. By the way, these gin and tonics are fantastic. <laughs> so, cheers, Dave. Cheers. <laughs> I will say this: that uh, I don't drink. Now, people that know me knows that I have certainly drank a lot. 
in my past. <laughs> and uh, But I really don't drink much. This is the first time I've drank this year, which didn't say much. This is February. But, yeah. but gosh, last year, I think I might have had drink a couple times, two or three times. And one of them was with you. Yeah, I'm a and bad that was at the end of. No, these are great influence. <laughs> I always thought that these weren't what they were, but mm. I always thought that they were dry. And but this, however, Scott made it so good. Yeah, has some lime in it. Oh, yeah. so good. We'll take a break mm. in a bit and do refills. Uh. <laughs> but days like this, this is not good for my weight loss. Oh, these are low calorie, I think. Sure. Well, <laughs> but anyways. Well, so let me let me go back to yeah. um, so sh- shifting over to your. Um, was it is this night shift what do you call it swing, swing shift yeah swing. second okay. shift yeah gotcha so that has kind of made it a little bit more difficult to go through the same like process for your 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 diet or your program a little on. bit more different now, difficult. What, what about the exercise side of it i've been doing any any heart healthy stuff at all no um no i have not i have well part of it on this diet you're supposed to refrain from doing certain exercises oh, that's that's right um, i remember that which is a plus for some <laughs> yeah. no but seriously it but and so i already have a lot of pain and i was using my buddy uh trent he has let me borrow his uh his bands and i was using mm-hmm. it and is working it working out and stuff and i thought it was doing okay but i kind of had to stop because man my joints hurt so bad mm-hmm. and so i'm just sticking with getting my weight down which in hopes that'll make it easier for me to move and pick myself up Mm-hmm. I really got to go be. into the doctor and just ask him for some help with mm-hmm. it because I shouldn't have as much pain because well, it's intense. It's true though. If you if you take some of that weight off your body, um, maybe some of this exercise stuff, you'll be able to ease into it and be more comfortable. I'd like to think that so. because, like, example is a push up. Oh, here's the problem though: I could get down to a push up right now, and it's going to hurt my arms. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, if when I'm laying in bed, oh, this is going to hurt. It hurts right now. <laughs> if I grab my blanket yeah. and pull it over, yeah. It hurts just as much as doing a push-up. So my pro- so I sit there going, okay, losing weight could help, but I feel it's my my yeah. joints are just in. Yeah, I don't know things, what I did. Those things you got to start with some really really lightweight and that's not, where that not band was it. good. I do yeah. like the band, and I did stop, but I I've, how about this? It's been coming back on my mind, and I told myself that I need to go by the plan. But I told myself that if my mind tells me I want to work out, I'm not going to ignore it because that's huge for me to want to do that. Mentally. Right. Yeah. Because last time I was on it, I was on the, I was really with it. I lost a lot of weight because I paid attention and did right. But I had literally been sitting there watching TV and I, I know it might seem hard to believe, but I felt like I wanted to drop and do Mm push-ups. Who feels that? Nobody. (laughs) But I wanted to. And I told myself, no, don't do it. Just wait. But I didn't set up at the end. I didn't plan. I didn't, I didn't find my goal weight. I didn't. um, And and there is a way to, to adjust your plan so you can live life normal. And I didn't do any of that. Mm. So. I didn't take it right. That's uh, so I don't blame getting the the plan for my weight gain. It's it was me for not following through or not doing everything. I did it. I followed, but there's things that you need to do to finish. Yeah. To as you progress to change, you know, mm-hmm. and and so I, I just wasn't. I didn't prepare it right. And, and I got to live a life that was thin and, and did a lot of stuff and got to go enjoy my time, which means eating good and having fun and, mm-hmm. and gaining it back, and you know? It, yeah. But, well, I, 
Um, well, so I cut my hair today. I saw that. It looks, uh, looks sharp. <laughs> and uh, jumping out of the shower, because I cut my own hair, and so I get hair, of course, everywhere. So I jump out of the shower, and I thought, you know, maybe maybe I'll, you know, ask about, you know, how, how your weight loss stuff is mm-hmm. going and exercise and that sort of thing. So I weighed myself, which I haven't done in, I don't know, a few weeks now. And I'm at 195. What a fatty. <laughs> I've never been this heavy. Right. Yeah. You right. know, my, my comfortable weight... Uh, I would say in college was 160, 165. And my wife says I was way too thin even when we got we got married. And uh, I definitely way heavier than I've ever ever been. Yeah, but but I, I, haven't, I haven't worked out in, I think it's, I'm moving on to maybe like 10 or 12 days now. Uh, today, Saturday, uh, tomorrow, I'm going to start the, the workout program again. But I'm going to kind of modify it a little bit because I... I think I don't. I don't really want to be heavier than I am right now. Right. I'd actually That's like a, to lose ten pounds, but still be strong and you know, funny, maybe, maybe yeah. cut back on some of that. It's belly funny you weight. said that because when I was losing that weight, I thought, "Holy crap!" I could get to that, but that's not oh, good yeah. for me. Yeah, like I don't. What about do this? Number of, one, I like being the guy you get on. I know it sounds dumb that you get on a boat or a truck and it goes, like, that's right. Don't piss me off. I mean, worst case scenario, I'll fall on you, you know, but I like being the big guy, big yeah. Dave, you know, yeah. but I didn't used to be big Dave just cause he was a fatty, you know, it was cause he was strong and I just don't want to lose my strength. So where is that comfortable weight that you want to be at? I can't tell you at my age this day. How about this? I'm going for where I was at. Oh, oh, yeah. I do kind of have a goal. I guess I never really discussed it, but I'm going to be where I'm trying to get to 215. Oh, I was at 214 yeah. before, mm-hmm. and I want to get to what I'm trying to remember because I don't want to lie to you because you asked me, but I was trying to remember as I'm trying to talk, which also makes me forget. But my personal goal, I think last time, I think I wanted to get to 205. Holy but cow, No, but I know, trust me, which is the last time I was at 205, I was. It was for like one month in my, my, uh, uh, it was the summer after my freshman year. I gained, I was oh, at, I was 190. No, I just lied to you. I was 195 my mm-hmm. freshman year in high school. Oh, I God. weighed, I have a picture with my weight, football weight, because after I graduated, after I was, after my freshman year, I weighed 195. The beginning of football season, the next year, I was at 270 something. I have a picture. I'll, 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 uh, yeah, that's right. You were telling me you had stretch marks from, from bulking so fast. Yep. I I mean, just my arms went to like over like 20 or 21 inches. And I, so, and I was looking at Ovander Holyfields. I'm like, dude, they're like only an inch and a half away from Ovander's arms. <laughs> but I was just a yeah, kid, you know, yeah. and I, but I was, because of my private school, there wasn't any gyms and mm-hmm. stuff, but I went for, I hit my my hormones hit me hard you know and mm. at the same time i was working out and i loved it it was yeah. like somebody fed me drugs yeah. and that, that and you were like, eating so much you were telling me about how many eggs you were a couple dozen that was that was mostly during like the football practices and stuff yeah. yes i was overeating yeah. you know i like had an extra tank of fuel to get me through yeah. and then i go back and do it in the for lunch but <laughs> that wasn't every day but i gained so much mass. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was such a big dude, but dumb. Mm-hmm. I was not a good football player because I was big, but dumb. <laughs> in, in, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, like a defensive, uh, play and in, in the game, during the game, my, my, what was his name? Well, I'll just say his first name, Kurt. He would be, all right, we're doing, uh, I'll just say play three. All right. 
Dave or Kramer. That's what you say. Kramer, that means you hit that guy. Okay. <laughs> so they gave everybody the play. Everybody knows it. Dave, that means him. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Only thing I could say for my to make me not look as dumb as I was is all these kids played football all the way through grade school. Sure. I played some flag football, but I don't even know if there was really too many rules, just how many alligators before you could go in. Yeah. You know, so I, really I didn't think know. That, I, I think that me, because you, know, you and I ended up going to the same school growing up, a very similar um, sports um, involvement. You know, my dad used to take us out and we'd play baseball and that sort of thing. And, um, but we didn't have really competitive sports at a private school. And I, um, for me, I really think I missed out on a lot of growth because I was never allowed to get into Little League or peewee football or any of those things because we were at a private school. And part of it was that we weren't allowed to do anything on Friday Friday evenings. And so you couldn't even go you you couldn't even go to the games. And and I'm going to you're absolutely right. And I'm going to take it one step further deeper is in our religion and most religions um competition is kind of a negative thing. Yeah. So they I know they they try to not to a point. Mm-hmm. But there's basketball teams now. Mm-hmm. So I think they've grown. Yeah. But I agree with you. I hadn't you know what? Forget it. I'll tell you the places that, that private schools could improve. And I know what it would cost us, too. It would cost us to improve. But the things that I was shocked about, I'm going to take a private school like PAA, mm-hmm. great school, and, and I'm going to take it over to a crappy school was Old Sandy High. I, I think the new one's better. Yeah. So, yes, PAA had a shop class. So I'll give them that, but it was very limited. Mm-hmm. Um, PAA did have an art class. It was just fine. No, no, no nude sculpting uh, going on there. He wasn't in. No, just kidding. Um, so, but, oh my gosh. I'm not saying I would take it, but there's pottery. There's, there's automotive. There's welding. There's metals. There's wood. There's so many opportunities. And because it's tax funded, guess what? I go in and say, well, I would like to build this. All right. Well, there's your board, there's your wood, and I could build something out of walnut. I could build something out of cedar and maple. Mm-hmm. Expensive. And it doesn't cost me anything. Mm-hmm. Private school will. But anyways, there's yeah. so many opportunities. And the sports, I had no idea. I mean, yes, you could live fine, but in your life without it, but it's good for somebody. It would have been great for me. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I agree. I I mean, you were, I mean, you say that you were a dumb football player, but you were very athletic. Even today, without, you know, joint issues, you're still athletic. I um, want to be. The, for me, I, I didn't know what working out was. Working out for me, so, <laughs> uh, love my PE teacher at Hoodview, the, the couple that I had, but I wanted to be able to dunk a basketball, and we used to play recreational basketball, that sort of thing, and what did they have me work on? to be able to jump higher calf raises and i just like i didn't realize until much later even into like public high school that you can't you can't jump higher just by doing calf raises all the time sure my calves got bigger but my junk jumping ability didn't improve that much and i was 140 pounds as a freshman in high school i want to tell you they just didn't have the heart to break it to you that 
You're right. <laughs> I, can't, I can't jump. <laughs> just can't dunk. Well, when I was a freshman, I, I tried out for uh, basketball at Gresham High School. And they were having multiple, like, mini games as you're waiting to get out in front of the coaches. You know, guys are playing on the side. And uh, I dunked a basketball at, at those tryouts. Oh. And because I could still jump. I mean, I played volleyball and basketball, and I did a lot of jumping. I just didn't, I didn't have the workout. They, they didn't teach me how to increase my vertical jump. I did it because I just jumped a lot. <laughs> and so as a freshman, I could, I could jump really well. And, and eventually in, in high school, I, I did some high jump as well. I think I jumped 6'3". Is that right? Um, when I when I went off to college, I think six three was the highest I did. Wow. And that well, was you not, did pole vault and too. That was, well, I did pole vault too. But my main event, was, of course, was a javelin. So jumping was not the thing that I was so focused on. I was wanting to throw stuff far. But I'm just saying that in the private school, they didn't have they didn't have a weight room. They didn't even they know. Didn't know how. They didn't yeah. even they never put their their they never had to even think that direction. So they wouldn't have a va- uh, an avenue to tell you to yeah. go. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, it's uh, like circuit training, like PAA had a gym, nobody, but nobody would, it was there, but nobody had a class that you could go to mm-hmm. if you want to get there early and work out. But it was mm-hmm. nobody there to give you advice or how to do it. But I go to, I go to Sandy high school and they have it planned. Well, this is what we do. Yeah. This is what you got to do, boys. We got to, we, in fact, let's come to a football camp. We're going to talk about things. I'm like, Oh, there's a camp. <laughs> and then we come back and there's circuit training, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I like working out uh, used to, but the best for me was he is like example. We would do this with everything. We'd have it. They would have it all set up mm-hmm. and they would put, I don't know what it was like 180 pounds or so on a bar, but they were just a ton of weights so of 20 and 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, and we just go as many as we can. Yeah. Two guys on the side, drop 10. Yeah, until yeah. you have the bar yeah, and you're sets. pushing that thing up you can't even push the bar up mm-hmm. that's where oh, you yeah. get the tore down muscle mm-hmm. to build up and and when you're that young mm-hmm. and full of yeah pumping hormones and and I, I was looking for something mm-hmm. you know to be a part of i know it sounds weird but my being in a divorced family kind of thing kind of man it, it's it just a, a good it wasn't a very yeah. yeah i was looking yeah. for something to be a part of and yeah. And it did, felt good. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was dumb. I, I'm like to the game, and it's a bummer because my next year, my junior year, I wanted to play f- football. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And I understood the game better. So that was great. I was bigger, and but I hurt my leg. Oh, yeah. It still hurt to today. I remember. And so then I couldn't play. And then I only could play a little bit here and there, and it ruined everything. And then I went to Gresham High School, and... I pissed off some people because I had a bunch of coaches said, Hey, you need to play. You need to play. Like, I don't need to do anything. I was a little angry and mm-hmm. upset about stuff. And, and, and so I had to tell them to leave me alone essentially. And then, mm-hmm. so I made some yeah, grumpy people and, but I don't want to get into I, it. But. I remember that injury. Uh, was it dropping a sled? Yeah. Dropped a sled on, on the shins and scraped it down. And it gave me a hematoma. Still have it. And yeah. if I tap it right here, I tap in it, I can feel, feel it, it over here. Oh, yeah. The nerves are all screwed up. Yeah. And there's still a little pillow. I of, remember you having to get that thing it. drained. And... Yep. I even, even, yeah. even let me do it. <laughs> I had it done so many times. I'm like, can I do that? He's like, all right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a bummer. I, especially that situation. The, the sled was one of those sleds. It was about 300 pounds. And but it has one bag, and you just grab it, club up, and you and you you know kind of 
and they but they want you to tackle is one you're supposed to club up and and run with it yeah but they wanted us to club up and tackle it oh and even it's so weird that i was the same way i'm just more of an adult now but i was the same way then i was 17 or something then and i had i said hey man coach i don't know if that's that safe because i keep seeing the people in front of me because they had just watered the grounds and they tackle it and then before they get it all the way tackled, their hands would slip off of it because it got a little bit wet. And so this, you know, it's not the whole 300-pound force, but probably 100, 150 pounds of it going back up because oh, yeah. it would slip out of their hands. And I see when it slips out, it's close to their legs. Uh-huh. So question is, is I saw it and I told him about it. He's like, ah, Kramer's fine. Blah, 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 get back. Blah, blah, you know? So it was it subliminal that I made it happen? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I think about those things yeah. because I saw it. And I said something about it, and I love my coach. I love him. I could almost bring in tears to my eyes about a day I lied to him. Mm-hmm. And, and he's not my dad, but that was the, the, the turning point to me not wanting to lie to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I fibbed and stuff before, but I was better than that. I don't know. It was a situation. It was a growing point. I lied to him because I wanted to go smoke a cigarette with my friends, Tony <laughs> and, and Ryan, mm-hmm. and maybe yeah. it was Ryan. Anyways, we all... They were out there in the car waiting for him. I go, I'm just going to tell him I have a dentist appointment. I'll be right out. Yeah. And he goes, oh, you do, huh? He goes, yeah. Yeah, I do. So I went out to the, to the car. I left. He goes, okay, Kramer, go ahead. And I left. He said, I love Coach mm-hmm. McCarty. Mm-hmm. He's passed away since. Mm. But so I went to go smoke ha- and cigarettes and hang out with my friends, mm-hmm. essentially. At least that's what I took away with, from it. And so I came back. I think it was like the next, it was like Monday or something. Like might have been a fr- I don't know mm-hmm. what it was. And he goes, so, uh, how'd it go? It's good. He goes, so, I want you to know that, uh, or he says, so you went to the dentist, huh, you said? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why is he bringing this up? Uh, you know, it was a holiday and they're closed, right? I'm like, <laughs> didn't realize that. Sure didn't. <laughs> but, uh, and, and to be fair, I don't remember if it was a holiday. I don't even remember if it was closed. Mm-hmm. But I surely didn't argue with him about it, because mm-hmm. I'm like... Because and and I felt so stupid that I it it affects me today. Mm-hmm. I I my wife unfortunately uh, she gets the real. Mm-hmm. You know I won't. I mean it's good. It's not unfortunate. Yeah, I she knows that I'm mm-hmm. pretty honest, and it's yeah. just unfortunate because sometimes too bad you it's get so, caught in the you know. Well, I've done. You know what? This is fun. So to to bring me up to that point. Oh my gosh! I used to be so upset at my mom. She would come in there because I told you earlier. Not I don't know if it was on the show, but I used to drink too much milk. And oh I, yeah, <laughs> I'd go into the into the fridge, open it up, grab the old gallon of milk, and drink it. Just ton of it, throw it back in there. My mom hated it, and why wouldn't she? I'm slobbering on the freaking milk. <laughs> what do I care? Nobody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I was probably. 16, 17, I don't know, something close to that age, to be honest with you. And I sat there and I said, and I'm just like an ass. I, <laughs> I did not. She did too. I did not. And she, I'm like close to the dining room. She like grabs a hold of me. Look at that. And I have a milk stash, not a big one, just a little one from the milk jug. Uh-huh. And all I could say is, I'm sorry, mama. <laughs> and I've done a bunch of stuff like that, like, like Tony and I coming back from the, uh, she was nice enough to allow us 16-year-olds to uh, uh, to uh, take her van and go to Seaside and hang out with all of our friends from high school. Mm-hmm. Don't do that, parents. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> we were good, but still. 
it's it's really who would do that? It's really funny, Dave, because you know I I got a teenager too, and you know mom always knows when she says something, she knows the answer. <laughs> Don't think that a lie is going to make it any better, right? <laughs> right. And it's a typical teenager thing. You know, my daughter's moving into that that uh, that age group, and I can see the signs that that part of her brain is going to start to develop, and that's just an age-typical thing. Yeah, it's like, how do I cover stuff up? Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know why that's part of that, that particular age group, but but it's certainly annoying as a parent. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. We came back, and she's like, I told you not to smoke in the car. I didn't! <laughs> I've learned. You know what I've learned? I learned, what you got? Mm-hmm. I didn't. No, no. <laughs> you know, you go see what she has first. So she comes out. She goes, come here. Pissed. She has all the right. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? On the windowsill on the outside of the van. Oh, we cleaned the inside of the van up. The outside of the van, that little rubber seal. She's like, what is this? Ashes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. it's so much easier. It truly is so much easier not to lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I'm, I'm gave yeah, that up. I mean, I true. wasn't a huge liar as a kid, but I was a kid just trying to... Do stuff and get away with it, I guess. So, I mean, I, I think most of us go through that. Yeah. I know I'm... Judge me, go ahead. I'm willing to speak out. Everybody else may not be willing to speak out, but <laughs> yeah. I've done some stuff, but I certainly hasn't, haven't, like, assaulted anybody yet. <laughs> yet. Well, but, Dave, uh, I want to take a quick break, yeah. uh, refill our glasses, and then come back and chit-chat a little bit, maybe, about the dumbing down of our society. How's that sound? Uh, what do I know? I'm society. Because <laughs> I got some, I got some funny stuff to well, great to kind of talk about. So there's a lot of that. All right. So all right, we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Never Too Serious. We do appreciate it. If you don't mind, take a moment and share this podcast with others. And if you're feeling extra generous with your time, please leave us a review on Podchaser.com or Apple Podcasts. Mm, so. All right, so we're back. Uh, so I had uh, driving off to a coaching session uh, this morning, and and I was driving along, and there's this uh, bicyclist right next to me. And in some cases on the street, there is a bike lane. And then other cases, there's no bike lane. They're just kind of going with the flow of traffic. And I came up, it, traffic wasn't going very fast, but I came up to one of the, the intersections, and I saw it coming up behind me. And the light turns green. We both take a right and start moving down this other street. And I get to the stop, and the bicyclist just blows right through the intersection and continues on driving. And I was basically cutting across traffic, taking a right. And he didn't even bother. He just kept going straight on through. And so it made me start thinking, those are the types of people that, at some point, they're probably going to get hit by a car because a car isn't going to see this little bicyclist come out, right. out of nowhere. I mean, as a as a driver, you have a, a limited area that you can view. Uh, you know, you've got different blind spots or whatever. And, and you're driving a vehicle that is super dangerous compared to what they're driving. If they run into you, you're not going to get hurt. Right. On the other hand, they're going to get hurt pretty bad and where did that why don't why don't why why isn't there a natural um defense mechanism put in people well where'd that go i think dumb yeah i think that our society has a tendency to kind of dumb down our population in many different in many different ways in way back in the day you'd think that most people would have a, a, a self 
awareness defense mechanism that would would come up when something that is dangerous comes around them as a pedestrian if you're going to walk out in the middle of traffic even if you've got a crosswalk on you probably should pay attention right because if you don't and someone else doesn't you're done for so perfect perfect to that i just truly yesterday i had watched a video these two people are jaywalking Mm-hmm. And as she's turning around to flip off the people that are honking at her because she just passed that lane, mm-hmm. she's flipping them off. Thank God it was a big truck, but she ran right into like a, it was like a U-Haul truck. Mm. It wasn't a U-Haul, but it was like a box truck. Mm-hmm. It's like a mini semi. She ran into it. It was moving. Wow. Like, what? Is this a pedestrian or on a, a bicycle? A pedestrian. Oh, wow. And, and, oh. and, and, and like, I feel like, they know, I mean, they're breaking the law, but I feel that they know that, well, there's laws saying that I am the right of way, mm-hmm. and if you hit me, you're screwed up. But nobody's thinking about, sure, let's say I pay a fine. Let's say it goes so bad as to its, um, its, its assault and battery with a vehicle, mm-hmm. but you're dead. Yeah. So don't you're you not, care? Yeah. I mean, I, it is all the time. I, to your point, I had got sick of it, and I told myself, and this is unfortunate, when I tell myself to do something, I'm the last guy I'm going to lie to, I will do it. Mm-hmm. And so they're probably wonderful people, but there is a couple, I think, that live out here, and there is some, on the way to Barlow, there's, I think it's like Old Division or something, there's a, old, there's a, a woodsy area and a bunch of twisty turns, and mm-hmm. there's no side road. There's a couple gravel areas here and there that you could pull off on, but there's no... There's no sidewalk. No, no. And there's no edge of the road. It's me mm-hmm. or the deer, mm-hmm. you know? So he is walking somebody down that road. He's walking a blind person mm. on the road. And I don't haul butt through there. I go 35, 40. It's, I think there's 40, 45 mile an hour corners through there. And when you come around a corner and you see people standing in the road mm-hmm. and you have to lay on the brakes and guess what? This is because it's, they've happened. This was the last time. It's happened in multiple times where I had to hit the brakes. Mm-hmm. But the last time it happened, which was probably a year ago. So that's really good news. Who knows? Maybe this was it. I had to fuck, whoops. <laughs> I'm getting a little passionate about it. I had to <laughs> flip and nearly lock up my brakes and almost swerve, but I couldn't swerve. I had to decide, like, if my vehicle didn't stop, am I going to blow those people up? Mm. I explode them on my car like I see in the movies. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> or am I going to kill myself by swerving into this oncoming vehicle? Two innocent people mm-hmm. getting hurt over somebody's being negligent. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you have the right to walk mm-hmm. on the road. Yeah. Get the hell off the road when you see, care about yourselves a bit. Yeah. Care about, how about this? Don't care about yourself. That's the biggest problem I think in this world is care about other people first. <laughs> think about what they might be coming up on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I had yelled at them. She's blind. She doesn't know where this man is taking him. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not as dangerous as it really is, mm-hmm. but it could have been her life. I mean, that's why, that's what I told him. I go, I don't want to have you guys explode on my vehicle. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. I mean, and coming down here, there's a bunch of people walking. It's beautiful out here. I get it. But when you have a couple walking down the road, and I am vocal, because I have a PA system, <laughs> and, and, and guess what? The wife and the man, and they're walking on the side of the road, it's fine. But when you're walking and stuff, you have an ability 
to step aside. When you see cars are coming, and I'm slowing down, but I can't go around them because this is another, a car was coming. Mm -hmm. So I'm slowing down, and guess what? The wife, well, actually, they both did, to be honest with you. They both stepped off of the road, and then I don't know if this guy's like, I'm not walking the road, and he steps onto the road as I'm getting close to him. (laughs) And it almost felt deliberate. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing? I mean, there is no white line. There's, where I'm talking about, there's not even a white line. I, uh, my, well, my suspicion is that there are quite a few people who know that they have the right of way. And so they're going to take advantage of that, even if it's at the cost of their own safety. I I think that a lot of our laws in some way uh, make it more dangerous for people and they have this comfort of the law and then they ignore the responsibility of themselves to take care of themselves when they're out in the street. Like you were talking about the bicyclists, mm -hmm. for sure. So there was another, there was another time. It was, um, I, I'd like to say that it was a couple, three months ago. Nighttime, rain coming. The, it was hard to see, at, and with oncoming traffic, lights in your eyes, and the angle. I was taking a left across traffic to take uh, to take this other street, and there were folks on my left waiting at the intersection to go across. But I, was, yeah, I was waiting on a on a yellow flashing light for my turn to kind of take a left, and. It, I sat there, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, close to a minute waiting for traffic to go by, waiting for an opportunity for me to go. And so I see finally, you know, lanes clear and I'm going to take cut cross uh, left across traffic. And these two uh, pedestrians walk out as I'm making that turn. And I've been waiting at that intersection for my chance to go. And they step out while I'm in the motion of that turn. And I slam on a rake. So now I'm sitting in the middle of oncoming traffic waiting for these pedestrians to go by and they stop and they start yelling at me flipping me off and keep in mind that there's this big old truck that's waiting and their lights are shining directly in my eyes as i'm trying to get out of the intersection across where these pedestrians are going and if i hadn't stopped both of them would have been run over yep and of course, I would have been at fault, except that it was raining, it was nighttime, so it was hard to see, lights were in my eyes, and you know, and I have to make a decision to get across traffic so oncoming traffic's not going to run me over. And to me, it's in that scenario, the, to, the pedestrians should have seen, and of course, they're not wearing reflective stuff. There's no responsibility for pedestrians. Yeah. Or, and, I don't care what anybody says, even bicyclists. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> There's no responsibility for them either. But I, I just felt like I, I was pissed at them for putting me right, in, in danger, danger and and potentially becoming, you know, uh, someone who would run them over. I was just very upset about it, and there wasn't much I could do. I, they finally, after, you know, stopping to flip me off, they, they walked away far enough to get out of my way so I could continue on by. And they, you know, I rolled down my window. I said, it's, it's dark out here. I can't see you. And, um, and they started yelling at me some more. And I'm just like, you know, I I was, I was pretty upset about it. And I just kind of think that our, our laws are, are made in such a way that we protect people so that they can do stupid things. And Mm -hmm. then the people who are trying their best to pay attention, which drivers are trying to, their best to pay attention, um, become the person at fault for, for these like, things. Do we need any more obstacles? Like, how about this? Why aren't, like, drivers, people that care anyways, are more 
cautious about texting and driving, right? Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot more inter- it, uh, incidents because of it, a lot more. But how come bicyclists and uh, pedestrians don't factor in? They don't care. Like when you decide to jaywalk, run across, I know that these people, I know because you have to be brain dead or you have to be thinking. So if you're thinking, I'm trying to be nice. If you're thinking, you're just thinking, I know they are. They have to stop because they're not going to want that on their record. They hit me. Mm-hmm. You know what? I want to be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I've said it when I was a kid. I was a big dude. I go, dude, you ain't want to hit this guy. I've said it myself, to be honest with you. So maybe they are saying that. And no, they don't. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. And because I don't want to have, like, I mean this, even though I was very pissed off at the blind person and they were going out for a nice walk, I love it. Have a nice walk. Mm-hmm. But is it worth this? That was a, that was a near miss. Yeah. And I said it because that's what it flashed in my head was I'm going to see her freaking head explode on my windshield and I'm going to have PTSD for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And, and I, don't want to, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want yeah. to, and I don't want to have to fight that. And those folks might be dead and their family members would be distraught. It would be a really bad day for a lot right. of people. And then guess what, though? I mean, again, I haven't seen them, and I've yeah. switched my shift up. Mm-hmm. I would love to think that that incident stopped it. Mm-hmm. Because go somewhere else, please. Mm-hmm. Going around corners, blind corners, mm-hmm. where they're 40, 45-mile-an-hour corners is not smart. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. And that's the thing is, is, is you know, going out there talking to, to a lot of people that are on one side or another – they're just like, well, how about this? I have seen this a lot where people that, somebody that ran a red light and somebody that went going, well, they're partially at fault because mm-hmm. they must not have seen, they should have been able to see that somebody was coming through the intersection. I don't know how many times mm-hmm. I've seen, dude, you ran a red light, you're at fault. Mm-hmm. If you have no insurance, you're at fault. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like, well, you're partially at fault. You could have done things different. That is not the case. There's always something else to be put blame on the victim now. And I think like the bicyclists really throw me for a loop because I used to have to ride my bike. It was, it doesn't seem like much, but it was eight miles ish Mm -hmm. from here to school and then eight miles back every day. And I had some close calls. And why do I have some close calls? Because out here there isn't any good roads or room for bikes. So to make it safe, and I thought this was the law. Bicyclists have to adhere to the same rules that the... Yeah, the cars do. The cars do. So when I come to a stop sign, I stop because I don't want to get killed. When I, <laughs> I, I stay on the, this side of the road, I don't go on, towards traffic like pedestrians mm-hmm. should. I go right. with the vehicles mm-hmm. and I signal and I try to be... Um, yeah, you try to... Try to be seen. Mm-hmm. And... Now, it, it, I feel that like there's so many rules, there's so many bike lanes, or mm-hmm. that gives them every, you know, more, more, like they have like luxury of, yeah. of like, I don't know how many times I see them running stop signs. Mm-hmm. Why that isn't a, a situation. I mean, I, I'm not a jerk, I guess, but I will, I'm the guy that will tell a group, like out here, you'll have a group of six, six, seven people on a biking, having a great day, mm-hmm. and I get it. You guys don't deserve to freaking be literally blowing through an intersection when I could have just hit you. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how often those folks get uh, pulled over for breaking those laws because they do. I think technically they they do have to stop for those uh, those stop signs, right? But uh, but I don't know how often. 
I, they're I, actually so rare. I'm know, sure it's got to be for it. Uh, but hey, the, can you do a quick search while we're chit chatting? Uh, I want to see if there is a country where the pedestrian does not have the right of way. Yeah, because you know, I, I, I've seen. I haven't traveled, you know, too many different places, especially like, you know, like uh, Asian countries, you know, where there's so so many people, a huge population, lots of cars, lots of like, moped or motorcycles or just a lot of people on the street. And it always seems like chaos when I mm-hmm. see it on, yeah. uh, you know, movies or whatever. And I'm curious if in, in some of those countries, if in fact the pedestrian does not have the right of way because I... I don't often hear about pedestrians getting hit. Right. Because I think in those countries, there's not, we're not riddled with law or AI to dumb us down. Mm-hmm. These people are scared of their lives. I'm not walking across that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they, how about this? They could see what's reality. They could go, all right, if I run across that, there's a chance I'm definitely going to go to the hospital or dead today. Yeah. They're thinking more about their own safety because right. they're not protected by anything else. Right. Not going, oh, it makes oh I really do feel in an American society, people think, Oh, yeah? If they do that, oh, they're getting so much trouble. But <laughs> yeah. they don't think about, yeah, mm. but that's your family going to fight them because you're dead. Yeah. Nobody thinks, I think yeah. that nobody thinks. Yeah. I don't know or, what people are thinking. maybe, you know, disfigured, dismembered, whatever. Right. It, it could be really are bad Are you going to go, yeah. I told you so, as your face is half off? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think that if everybody was, because I'm a safety guy. Believe it or not, I am a, that's what I've always yeah. been. And... I think of, okay, well, we could still do whatever we want to do, no, if it's crazy, but what's the safest way to do it? Mm-hmm. Even when we were partying, yeah. you know, as a what, kid. What about some other areas of society where we're kind of getting dumbed down because of the technology or wow. or laws that might protect us? I mean, I, mean I, I, I know my wife's phone number and so I, I, I remind my... You know, I, I know what my own phone number is. I think I think I still remember what your cell is and my dad's because you guys had that same number before, you know, the uh, contact list and the cell phone existed. So so things that are dumb that dumbed me, dumbs me down a lot mm-hmm. is what you were what I was going to say was I don't have to I used to have to carry around a little book mm-hmm. of all my numbers in it mm-hmm. and I have to memorize a lot of my numbers. I kid you not. I do know my f- cell number. But there is times I have to sit there and go, oh, mm-hmm. what's my cell number? Because I can't, I don't, I don't tell it. I don't dial it. Mm-hmm. See, I don't even dial it anymore. Mm-hmm. Or if I call me, I push Dave. My wife, she doesn't <laughs> have to remember. She doesn't even have to see it. Yeah. She goes, number one husband. Mm-hmm. You know, she has two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, but it's true. We don't think about even addresses we're not or using phone certain numbers. parts of our brain now a lot. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're relying on the technology to store it for us. small things like even if i was to use a computer okay and back and it's advanced so much to where now i don't have to type in all the, the comma eight comma one you remember back in the old commodore 64 you know all of that stuff is uh, now just part of the loading it's mm-hmm. in it you know so you don't even have to that's funny yeah there's so you many had to type in commands and command order to, there you yeah. go yeah yeah command you know mm-hmm. the words yeah, yeah you'd have to Give it command. Now it's already pre-commanded yeah. to get to where. <laughs> yeah, we've got. Yeah, we've got uh, graphic user interfaces where you don't have to worry about typing in a command to load a program. Yep. Um, just, just, re- just. How about this? To research things, mm-hmm. we used to have to to dumb us down. We used to have to find out how to use Dewey Decimal Systems, how to learn a, a library, how to find, yeah. how to actually find real information, mm-hmm. not. 
well, just go to this book and read it. No, no, no. Go to this book. Mm -hmm. This is how you locate that book. Mm -hmm. And then this is also a extension of that book to find this and that. I mean, there was ways to travel to find real truth. And now it's a click of a button or you type it in. Hey, what is who, 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 who has, who gives the vehicles the right away? What? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't have to call somebody in every country to, and do the, I could just look it up. Mm -hmm. Now here's the negative to that is it dumbs us down, but at the same time, it also gives us um, a free way of accepting false information on an accident sure. because we don't know where we're getting the information. But isn't it, but then in the end they make the books too. But isn't it true though, that even though getting information about stuff is actually easier now than it used to be, people are still more and more lazy and are still unwilling to even ask Siri nope. for an answer. That's right, because in my opinion, it's a step. It's a step down, step down, step down, because now you don't even have to ask. Now you just people. I'm going to use the Democrats, and the Dems have to appreciate this too. They did everybody a favor on the, on the left side is instead of sitting there telling why, they just give you bullet points, talking mm -hmm. points. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to do any yeah. research, just go with talking points. Yeah, so now make you don't even have to look. You don't even have to mm -hmm. research. You don't even have, it's there, but when you do research, it's just bullet points mm -hmm. there, or talking points. There's no why or where we came up with these talking mm -hmm. points or, or the cause and effect of those cause. Yeah, cause and, and effect. We used to have cause and effect for every single thing we do. Yeah, and now it doesn't even. Yeah, I, th I think part of the technology is allowing us to be more lazy uh, I, than it was before. That's the key word I think of most things. I think because of the laziness, we won't double, won't re check to verify, mm -hmm. no verification. Mm -hmm. And heck, I still think there's not even any first. What's the word? First. Not first spirit to look it up in the first place. Mm -hmm. People will go. They trust certain people enough, uh, or their technology, or whatever their mm -hmm. internet enough to just go. Mm, what he said is right. If I listen to Ben Shapiro and he says something like, "I can't even make something up," but he says something that's like off the wall, and I, I, I believe a lot he says. I'm going to go look it up. Yes, I'm not so going to take him for for everything. Mm -hmm. I, I take him for a very good source to go learn things, but. Mm -hmm. I can't take him for factual. And to be fair, when he says, go look it up yourself, mm -hmm. that's great. Yeah. But, but I think it's so, I, in fact, I think it's dumbed me down enough. I can't even think of all the things that's dumbed me down. Mm -hmm. TV mm -hmm. comes in so good. <laughs> I have to be on Saturday night. I have to sit, not all the time because it would come in. It depends on how it would come in. But one of us kids so would have to, we would go over to our grandma's house to use the TV because we didn't have TV. So we would sit down in front of the TV and my sister or I had to sit in front of the TV and sit there because it used to be a dial to turn it yeah. until it comes in. Yeah. Well, if it didn't come in well, somebody would have to sit there by the TV and keep it up. Keep adjusting it. And mm -hmm. it also with the volume. Mm -hmm. Hang on to the rabbit ears. Move those around a little bit. <laughs> my dad. Oh man, Dave, you're old. <laughs> which is crazy we had a 14 foot satellite dish when i was oh, second yeah. grade ish and which is insane because i don't know how living in the life we lived where, where they came up with money for that because it had been outrageous yeah i mean it was big so dish. big i gotta tell you it was such a big dish that how we dug the hole was my dad he dug the hole had to be like buried way deep the the pole <laughs> That he had to hold me by the ankles and give me a scoop so I could keep digging it out because mm -hmm. <laughs> he didn't want it too big because 
anyways, that was just a fun That's little flashback. That's funny. But I can't imagine you being hung upside down with your anybody to hold little me? shovel, <laughs> someone oh. to hold you. <laughs> but it's so funny because you're right. TV is a lot more convenient now, too. I have an Apple TV at home, and so uh, I know some other systems will do this, but you just talk into the remote, and it'll... It'll find the shows, and it'll find whichever network or streaming service has the show, uh, and then you can just choose it. It's it's much easier to go through. Of course, now we have so many different things to watch. Um, some people they'll spend you know an hour just flipping through stuff and never really settle on anything. Right. <laughs> um, that's, another that's another me. area that I think is interesting is like autopilot. I think about the Tesla. Mm. Autopilot's something it's coming in. It's uh, I think it's in beta, but it's really good. And the future of of these vehicles is to be able to right. you know drive themselves. I thought the semi trucks were like going to make it before the regular cars. Mm-hmm. Well, but, they're already doing it. But it's an it's an area that I think kind of dumps us down as well. I I don't have a brand new uh, Tesla, but I have an older model Tesla, and it doesn't have the uh, autonomous driving um, side of it. It, it's got a lot of really cool features and, you know, it's fun to drive and all. But one of the things is that it has a key fob that it just sits in my pocket all the time. When I walk up to the car, the door handles present themselves and, uh, you know. And, they and present themselves? They, they say hello, Scott. And, <laughs> and so I sit in there and I put my foot on the brake and the car's ready to go. There's no turning of a key. There's no hitting of a button. I just put my foot on the brake and it's good to go. And... It sort of dumbed me down a little bit because when I drive our other vehicle, I have to use a key, and I have gotten out of the vehicle without turning the vehicle off and walked away and realized, oh my god, I got to go turn that thing off, grab the key, yeah. and, and then re- and then lock it. Because with the Tesla, I leave the car, I put it in park, I leave the car, and it locks itself, sets the alarm, and when I come back, it just opens up everything for me it's so really it's really convenient but it's allowed me to kind of be a a less of a you know um i don't know i i I guess i don't pay attention as much when i'm I'm driving other cars that's what you're talking about dumbing down Mm -hmm. so to that to tesla let's bring it to the houses Mm yes they smart house you can smart smart up your house when we built my house here was eight years ago Mm -hmm. can't believe it's been eight years but even then we had we could put in smart ability to Wi-Fi our house's uh, 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 heating system, cooling oh, okay. system and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was, and heck, they probably had this other stuff I'm going to talk about then too, but I don't know. But now you have, I got a guy at work. He just bought a uh, dishwasher. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm sorry. He bought a whole set, dishwasher, a stove, and um, a refrigerator. <clears throat> he gets texts from them daily, multiple times. <laughs> Telling him what the pre- temperature is of the fridge, telling him um, he needs his running out of of uh, bear with me, like uh, a soap or a detergent in his dishwasher. Oh, it's got an automated yeah. soap. <laughs> and if you were to tell your refrigerator what's the contents, it'll tell you when it's running out of those contents because you could set the uh, how much you have, and yeah. it will keep track of that stuff. And his stove, you could set, you could. We could have chose this when we built the house, too. I could have gotten a stove to sit in there, and I have cookies. And I said, well, you could cook cookies when you're gone. I go, listen. He goes, you could take those frozen cookies, put them in there. I go, uh, that's going to be gross. It's going to melt. He goes, no, it'll keep them cool. <laughs> and then you could say, say, I want them set. Or you could be at work and say, I need the cookies to start baking in 37 minutes. Mm. And they will. Yeah. 
I don't need that. Yeah. I miss my Land Rover because I loved the simplicity of manual everything. You go in, you start it, and it goes. And I could work on it mm-hmm. if I wanted to, which ticks me off. I never wanted to work on it because I didn't think I was smart enough. And I'm messing with this one. Mm-hmm. I'm ticked. The things I should have, could have done with that yeah. thing when I had it, probably never yeah, would have gotten rid of it. electrical stuff to have to worry about. And there's some negatives mm-hmm. about getting rid of that. Yeah. <clears throat> but... Yeah. There's a there's a lot of a lot of things that you uh, you forget that you mm-hmm. would pay attention to before mm-hmm. if you didn't have all these other things watching out for you. Yeah. So watch out for that fifteen dollar an hour hike in the um, in the uh, uh, what is the wages that what's the word? Yeah, uh, the minimum wage. The minimum wage yeah. because they have all those dumber down stuff ready to be put mm-hmm. in place. You know, a little sure. flip the burgers if it, for you. If it costs too much to hire an employee, you're going to go with a, with a machine instead. Nobody wants to pay $15. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Oregon, some of them, we've talked a little bit about it on past podcasts a little bit, but a lot of Oregonians still like to have their, their gas pumped because they mm-hmm. don't want to get out of their car. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those people don't make 15 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's such a bummer because I think it's dumbing it down. Part of it is when I was in high school, I worked at, a, at, a, at Arby's. And I worked at the 76 gas station. I'm just going to use the... And I'll use a car wash. Mm, oh, yeah. Those are fantastic ways to get kids into society, to work, to learn mm-hmm. some um, uh, work ethic, and and uh, screw up a little bit and, and be forgiven a little bit. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, you know, go work, you know, in... in I don't... I'm trying to think of something amazing. Uh, uh, in a career... And then, and then try to work out your kinks, you yeah. know? But This is your, your tiptoeing into the professional right. world. And now, mm-hmm. if you pay everybody $15 an hour, well, now there's going to be people who are like, wait a minute, because there might be steps. Let's say you have fast food car wash, next step, maybe Home Depot or an Albertsons or, you know, a warehouse. Mm-hmm. You know, this might be a step up. Why? More pay, more responsibility. But now there might be uh, adults that would... I'm just going to go work at Arby's and the gas. I'm going to work at the car wash making 15 bucks an hour instead of go work at the warehouse mm-hmm. making 15 bucks an well, hour. Well, but eventually the cost of living is going to increase and That's that right. 15 bucks an hour is not going to feel like 15, you know, right. when it initially came out. Uh, right. Because I, the cost continues to go up. It sure will because those companies will have to pay for it. But mm-hmm. that's that's a, that's a way they're just trying to... Uh, it's going to dumb us down by our children won't mm-hmm. have those abilities to go in because why would they want a, a kid off the street to go learn something when they have a 45-year-old that's willing to come in there and is already educated and, and mm-hmm. is happy making... A higher-skilled person. Right. Yeah. And, and these are supposed to be good jobs for younger people that aren't skilled so they can learn some. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be jobs that are going to support you. You're supposed to be in it for a couple of years and then move the hell on yeah. so the next kids mm-hmm. could come up. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's Dave. Let's let's take a quick break. Mm-hmm. I want to come back. I want to talk a little bit more about the minimum wage because it is it is a hot topic right now. It's it's becoming a little bit more controversial on on different sides. But uh, I think there's there's more to to dive into. So there is. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Never Too Serious. We do appreciate it. If you don't mind, take a moment and share this podcast with others. And if you're feeling extra generous with your time, please leave us a review on podchaser.com or Apple Podcasts. You were talking about earlier about the minimum wage, mm-hmm. and I, it's, it's, what did you say, that the minimum wage was not included in the 
1.9 trillion yeah i think COVID it was package because i want to try to be a little bit accurate I only got a glimpse of it, so mm-hmm. so I have to make sure that I, I'm saying it at least kind of, sort of right. But I didn't get to uh, do research. But <clears throat> I saw a quick thing that was said, I think in USA Today, it said $15 minimum wage increase can't go in COVID relief legislation, Senate official rules. Okay. So... We'll see. That, yeah. that was something I saw yesterday. They might explain something greater come Monday, mm-hmm. but... If that's just a bullet point, yeah. then then it looks like it didn't happen, which is very sad for some. But I feel that the majority of our country uh, gets it and says, good, because mm-hmm. it is a good thing. No, you cannot live and create a life off of the minimum wage now, but it was never meant to be so. Correct. And what makes you think that you're going to live off of $15 and be able to go buy a house? Mm-hmm. Everything is so outrageously high and expensive anywhere in this country that if you think $15 an hour is going to get you a home that you could call your own, and almost, you can't even almost even afford to rent with that because rent is so high. Mm-hmm. But then the funny thing is, is you vote it in. If you decide to vote it in, then you're going to get blindsided mm-hmm. because that $15 an hour, I don't even, what it, this is, oh, let's start with this. What is minimum wage in Oregon right now? Do you know? Mm, I have no idea. I, I want to say it's pretty darn close to 15. It's in it like 11 or 12. I thought it was 14. Is that you, right? You, producer, you, can you look that up? But so, that had to have been forced too. Well, and... Because they've already tried 11.25. 11.25, okay. So, um, so, ugh. so if they... When I get uh, a $2, $3 an hour raise, I could feel that. That's mm-hmm. something that, may, that adds up. And so that cost is going to raise the prices throughout. And then that $15 an hour that they made is going to feel worse than their $11. Mm-hmm. And they need to understand that. They don't know that staying right now, and, and mind you, everything is, is, every year prices go up. It used to be where our insur- car insurance just, I, I got to taste this just a little bit as a as a young adult, and then it went away uh, by by the time I got like uh, married. But my insurance didn't go up every year; mm-hmm. it just stayed what it was. It would go up if something happened. Mm-hmm. Well, then it said, "Well, it went up this year because of something." Well, it went up this year because of paperwork. It went up this year. So next thing you know, now it just goes up every year mm-hmm. by a fraction, a little bit. Well, my pay doesn't. You know, if your salary, especially. Your pay doesn't, mm-hmm. but inflation is going up, and you pay them fifteen dollars an hour. And let's say you make th- okay. Let's say let's say minimum wage was was well was like eleven, which is still I think is a bit up there. Mm-hmm. But um, and then you get a good job paying thirty. Well, you worked hard to get that job. That's thirty. I mean, you had to do a lot of work to get thirty. They they boosted up to fifteen. Well, guess what? Once that's fifteen, the people are going to cripe about that too. Mm-hmm. But now that makes your job is, yeah, changes I did the extra scale. work. It's not that much. But at the same time, because of them, 
the cost is going to get of everything else get bumped up. So that means that the money I make is going to be less too, because now everything I pay with my money I make is going to be more expensive. But you know, because of the minimum. But wage. you know that that's also part of the argument that de- that uh, the Democrats have been talking about, which is changing uh, the gap between the minimum wage and what what other people are making. They want to to shrink that gap and pull people down and raise other people up, so everyone is much closer to that that uh, that that median. But uh, that area. is not cool. And it's not cool. So there's a few different aspects that that I I I kind of I kind of complain about. One is that the minimum wage is not, in my opinion, is not necessary. That's a good gin and tonic, isn't it? Yeah. So the <laughs> the minimum wage to me is not necessary. Wage is it's like it's like any other product. It's any other cost to a business. If you, I'm going to agree with you, Ed, before you say it, yeah, so, I think I know what you're going to say. So if I'm if I'm selling if I'm selling widgets, and the cost of let's just say uh, metal to make this widget is a certain amount, then then the cost of my the final sale price of my widget is going to be partially dependent on the cost of that metal that goes into the widget. Now, if I am paying people to build that widget then there's going to be a certain cost to it. Now, that cost can vary. You can buy cheap metal. You can also buy cheap labor. And cheap labor generally are lower-skilled people where the process for, let's just say, assembling this widget is not very complicated. So you might be able to get someone who is cheap labor. The problem also with cheap labor is that it's not necessarily um, reliable, not I'll good say. Quality, right. Not good quality. And so if you end up having cheap labor and the people that you're getting for, let's just say, $10 an hour is producing some shoddy, you know, quality, then maybe you need to increase the cost or the you, wage of that right. labor so that you can get a higher Whose quality person. decision should that be? It should be the business's decision. That's absolutely right. So the, the way that I look at it is that, is that as as people, um, especially on the left, they're trying to make it this human right that everyone should have a livable wage. And they don't understand the impact to business because any time that you have an increase in cost of, of doing business, and that means wages, that means, um, you know, the supplies that, that it takes to create the, the product, any time that that stuff goes up, the the cost of or the price the final price of that product is going to continue to go up and so then the people who are buying that product are going to have to pay a higher price now you've got other market influences where you might have another company who says you know what i think that i can provide a higher quality product of that just basically the same product and they do it because maybe they don't pay higher wages, but they provide two weeks paid vacation or perks, maternity yeah. leave or paternity leave or, the, yeah, some sort of perk. And so the, the quality of employee that they get uh, allows them to build a, a more quality product. I, and that I competition agree. then potentially gets rid of the people who are bad at that, at building that, that widget. Yes. And the cost generally of that product falls lower as there's more competition wages to me is really important to understand because if you end up having um highly paid employees that are low skilled that creates a problem in production not only for the for the the business itself because it's an increasing cost but you're also looking at a population of people who now are getting paid more 
and the products are going to cost more. And so that it's really not a, a gain for those employees uh, or those wage earners because everything is well, going up in it's cost. because it's forced on them mm-hmm. because the business didn't see and they're going, can we as a company absorb this to do this? Mm-hmm. It's forced on them. And so now the company is going to go, all right, we have to pay this. We have to make this to succeed. Mm-hmm. What can we cut? Because we can't, we can't mess with these or else we're going to get fined. Or automate, right? Or, yep, that's the next step. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to jump to this. So mm-hmm. before we get to the automate. Sure. Bernie Sanders, big, big push for this. He's the push for that. And, and then got the whole, uh, oh, I don't know who the heck they were called. Anyways, the, the Green New Deal people mm-hmm. all on board saying that that's a must. And... Then during it, and look it up, they decided to look up how much, or how about this, Bernie's people were complaining. You know what they were complaining about? Mm. They weren't even making $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. And he pushing for this whole country, and he's not even doing it for his own. The, the, his supporter folks that were helping with, Help with him the campaign. With his, I'm sorry, yes, his campaign people. I'm sorry, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So, because it was pushed on him, he had to address it. Mm-hmm. And you know what he did? Mm-mm. He had to cut his staff because he knows yeah, paying them it, it won't work. Mm-hmm. That's exactly Fewer, yeah. And so it's I'm sure there's more, but the two big ways is you cut it if you you absorb it because you're not ready for it. You're forced into it. Like he wasn't ready for it. He couldn't to stay afloat. He has to cut it mm-hmm. and find out new ways to keep afloat. Or he's going to have to cut product and see how good it is and raise prices. Mm-hmm. It is going to affect it. Yeah, you may sell fewer things. In or fact, in fact, let's let's, let's just services. cut the cost on everything and lower minimum wage. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, so can we just stop raising? How about how can, let's, let's cap and infl- I mean, I, we can't do that because this is no. Oh, but let's talk about that. What what do you think would 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 happen if we decided? Let's just say that we got rid of minimum wage. How do you think that that would play out in society? So I'm going to tell you how it play. I want to tell you how it played out in my life because. Mm-hmm. There was a minimum wage when I was a kid, and I was not old enough to work, but it was three seventy five mm-hmm. and <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> yeah, well, no, because my parents were making that. I think they were making like five or mm-hmm. something because they weren't like base level at this place, sure, but I went in as a thirteen year old to do they give me a summer job and and to do work. And I worked eight hours a day and I got paid the minimum wage, but I didn't get, it was under the table. Mm-hmm. Oh. And people, this is back in the day where people did stuff where they would, they would get in trouble for doing it now. Mm-hmm. They opened my check when I got it and they saw that I had a bigger check than them. Mm. And I was making less money, but yeah. I wasn't having taxes taken out. Yeah. But so shady or not, but my point is getting is, I did, that was a bad example, but my example is I did a ton of work that wasn't for a business. I did a ton of work or for other businesses, but they weren't a big company. And that company said, hey, Dave, I could sure use you. I need all this stuff done. I'll pay you blah, blah, blah. Are you interested in doing that? Mm-hmm. I look into it and I go, yeah. <laughs> or I go, heck no, that's a lot of work for little money. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I feel that that could, should, excuse me, should be how it is. Mm-hmm. Business to employer, 
do I believe that there should be fairness if you have a big business and you have other people? I don't think I should pay, you know, Brooklyn 10 bucks an hour and Ethan eight. You know, I think they should all be equal, you know, you know, when you have a business like that. But I, I, I do believe that the businesses, like, I think you should do away with minimum wage because mm-hmm. I feel that there's enough rights as human rights that we could say, no, thanks. And then if they have no thanks, if there's a company and they have five positions trying to assemble their own invention and nobody wants to come in and work for them today, let's say me today for five bucks an hour, dang it. (laughs) All right, now let's try seven. Yep. Oh, I got one taker. Sweet. Well, I'm going to try eight. I need three more or four more people. I got four more people coming in at eight bucks an hour. Sweet. I'm going to bump this one up that came in at seven to eight. We're all good. But guess what? But if I can't afford that... I don't have a business or I have to do it on my own or look at Mm -hmm. some, but I feel that it needs to be more of a handshake deal. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to do this much work for this much money? Mm -hmm. And be, and that also puts undumbing down these people. They need to go do the research. Well, I could go over here and be making money doing that over here and see what it's worth to you. It's so important though. If you think about if, if you want, as we'll just say as a business owner, if you want a certain, quality product made then you have to hire a certain quality employee it makes sense I and, believe in and that. what you're looking for as a as a uh, employer is you're looking for how little can i pay, pay that employee to do the job to the standard that i want them um to to do it at as an employee you you're kind of looking at it from a different perspective you're looking at what is the highest i can get paid to do the littlest amount of work. I've never thought about that. <laughs> and and so and so there, you end up finding a balance because an employee has a decision to make. Are they willing to do that particular job for that amount of money or better yet with these other di- additional benefits? Sure. Yeah. Which unfortunately the government keeps saying no you should have these benefits as a requirement of uh, by the employer. Again, I, I look at that and I go... Selling points. Yeah, I, those are... Exactly. Those are ways to entice an employee that you can't pay that wage, but you can offer, let's just say, a two-week vacation, or you can offer, um, you know, a four tens instead of... Can, can I know. use... Um, oh, I know I can, but I'm going to use the example of... And I'm not trying to talk about pay too much about teachers, but mm-hmm. I feel that teachers pay, get paid decently. Sure, I agree. And And... They have huge perks. They have, I mean, there's, I don't care. They have huge perks like the summers. Mm -hmm. And the way I see it is if you want to make more money, work like the rest of us, those summers, then you'll make that money, you know? So there's perks to like a firefighter. Mm -hmm. There might be times where you're working the hardest you've ever worked in your life and risking your life. Man, I got a week with my wife. I mean, there, there's perks to each and every, everyone's might be different, mm-hmm. but there's perks. And I think it should be to where what's valuable for you. Yeah, it should and, be an and, and I agree decision. with you. Example is if I'm an inventor and I have my five people working here and I'm like, guys, listen, I said, I want you to hook this up this way, not that way. Half of these aren't hooked up the right way. I need it to blah, blah, blah. And because I have heard this in other jobs of mine, that I may not notice that when I'm not there, that they're saying, oh, this is stupid. I hate doing it. It's so redundant. I don't make enough money for this. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that in a lot of my jobs. I don't make enough money for this. And they're crap. Mm-hmm. And they do crap. Mm-hmm. Literally. And do I dare say that these same people will 
in fact, sabotage. Not all of them. It's a small percent, but I've seen it mm -hmm. where they will make life even or make it even worse than it would be. Mm -hmm. And I do believe, and I do believe I work in a place like it that knows or believes that I got to pay them so that they feel that they are literally here doing the right. So you know that you're doing, mm -hmm. example, what I do, I'm not gonna get into it too much, but it could be really tedious and I'm sitting there going, mm, I could just do this and I go, you know, I just got to get through it. They pay me to do this. Mm -hmm. And I know that maybe this step is stupid and nobody's even watching me, <laughs> but they pay me to do it. They mm -hmm. pay and I make, Yeah, I will make decent, money. Yeah. I make decent money and, and, and they deserve that. Mm-hmm. And, but so let's let's talk a little bit more about the uh, skill acquisition and getting paid for the value you bring to the business. So we were talking earlier about making a minimum wage, and a minimum wage was never made to be a living wage. Minimum wage is to get you into that profession to uh, as a introduce as a, you yeah. to society yeah. and how to as learn a young earner what to expect, how to learn authority from somebody else other than a teacher mm -hmm. and a parent. So you're talking about working at a gas station, car wash, some, you know, Arby's when you were younger. Yeah. I, before I was of legal age to work, I worked picking berries yep, and, and made some money. My grandparents would pay me to work on their their property, pretty good size amount of uh, acreage. And, and then as I kind of moved into more professional areas, I still got paid a low amount, but it was getting introduced. I had zero skills except for the skills that I acquired by working with them. So I wasn't really bringing much to the table except for the fact that I was willing to learn and develop under their... You took something away from money. each job. And yeah, and, and, and it wasn't like I was... It, like I needed to make a living wage. These people who are saying I need a, a living wage, I go, well, what value are you bringing to the marketplace? What skills do you are you bringing? Because I guarantee you, if you increase your skills in an area that isn't already flooded with those same people, with those same skill sets, you're going to get paid more because you're more valuable. To me, we were talking about personal growth. If you want to grow for you personally and increase the value you bring to the market, bring in more money, then you do all of these other things. You get a higher education, you get certified in a certain area, you become more valuable to that company and they're going to pay you more because if they don't, guess what? There are other places that will. Now there are unique uh, jobs, I'll say, where you can go. And I think that, you know, maybe some, some uh, manufacturing places, kind of go through this process where you grow with them to a certain extent. And then if they cut you because of automation or whatever, that job doesn't really exist someplace else. And so you are no longer as, as valuable as you used to be because you, the skill set that you developed was only good for that particular job. Right. And now in the rest of the marketplace, that job doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, if they automated what I did, that would be a situation. Well, yeah. So the, yeah. Good Except example. for we've talked about that a little bit mm -hmm. and they, it was said that if they ever automated it, they'd still need an inspe a human inspector to see, to verify what the, yeah. they said, because mm -hmm. They can't, we can't, they, they, they just, I'm fortunate that what I do is, is they can automate the process, but they can't mm -hmm. automate the inspection. Yeah. 
There's, yeah, there's more to it. Necessarily. Um, but I think that there are a lot of folks that, um, you know, as they get older, they stay in the same job forever and ever, and they may end up getting cut because of some change in manufacturing, or the company itself just goes away. Mm-hmm. And now they're an older adult who had a skill set that is no longer valuable in the marketplace. And as I feel bad for them, I still look at it as a personal responsibility if I... If I need a contingency plan, if I'm going to get cut, I need to have some skill that I can take someplace else. I I think that I get paid um, well for the job that I do. And fortunately, it's a job that is uh, valuable in other places. So I I feel fairly confident that if I were to go someplace else, that that I could still have a wage that was equivalent, at least equivalent. So for me, I still am looking at uh, increasing my skill in other areas just as a contingency plan not right i mean not to mention that i i still want to improve my own skills just for the sake of improvement so i love it because that is i believe the reason why you have that in you Mm -hmm. is because we started out with nothing yeah i seen this i seen this uh this video this this kid i say this kid well he's this kid and he's sitting in the back of the car, and he got his first check, and his dad's video, oh, he's got his first check. He's got this smile I can't even produce, because he's <laughs> proud. It's a proud, self-achieving moment of him. And it got kicked kicked hard off his face the second he opened it up, because he saw the tax. Oh, you saw the taxes <laughs> was removed, huh? Uh, he just funny. learned something that you can't teach him. I can't teach him. Mm-hmm. And... But Scott, you got to, I got to a point, I love it because it works with me is there's a potential opportunity that I've been, been wanting to do. And I've almost put it like, I don't want to do it because I brought it up enough and I'm like, forget it. I don't even want to do it. And then they brought it up. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, I'm interested, but it's the drive because I didn't just accept that. Well, you know, if I live here. Or if I work here and, and I can make this Arby sandwich and then, because this is what I don't believe it should do. I should not go to work at Arby's and I go, all right, and I'm making, let's just say it's 11 bucks an hour working at Arby's even today. Get out of here. That's a shame. And in fact, they should <laughs> lower it in half so they aren't there on purpose for a while. So they aren't going to stay there. I mean, lower it. <laughs> uh-huh. But I'm not going to go to my boss go, yeah, thinking about moving out of my mama's house or moving, I'm done renting, going to buy a house. Dude, you got to give me more wage, man. It's just got. It's just you have to. It's time for me to buy a house. Yeah. What are they going to do? Okay, I'll, I'll pay you seventy thousand a year to uh, make Arby sandwiches so you can buy your house. Yeah, that's it doesn't what, work that way. Well, that's what essentially what they're saying. Yeah. How are you going to have the American, American dream? Mm-hmm. All it's going to do is, I'm just going to pretend that it's not going to heighten everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's say it gives them their fifteen and everything. The inflation stays. They're going to be so sad that they still can't achieve their goals. They're still not going to... Mm-hmm. It's because it, it, it gave us the momentum. I'm done with this. This isn't enough. I'm here freaking 60 hours a week, whatever, when I was a kid, and I'm only making this. Dude, if I worked over there... Ah, uh, Dave, you know that warehouse is a little bit harder work. I know, but they make... At the time, mm-hmm. there was nine bucks an hour versus there, and it was like four seventy five seventy five, And I'm like, oh, oh so yeah. what? So here it is. I was 17. Eight, oh, I just lied to you. 18. I was 18. And I got a job at Esco downtown. I had to drive all the way to Fourth or something, and I worked down there. And it was a man's job, mm-hmm. a man's job. And I made seven something an hour, which was three something more. It was almost four bucks more an hour than all of my friends. 
big time. I mean, that's huge. I doubled my money than they. Yeah. But I decided to go do something else because I wanted something. This wasn't enough, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be enough. You should not get your... So I ended up it, going, yeah. and but guess what? Each job I did, I took away something. I had a little bit of experience, and I didn't plan on it, but in the foundry kind of way. I was a grinder. Mm-hmm. And, well, heck, I'll use that on when I went to PCC when I was 20 or something. I went to PCC, and I said, well, I was a grinder at ESCO. Well, they're a foundry, too, just by chance, you know? And it, and it, and it gave me a skill, lesser pay, but I was going in for a $17 an hour job now. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a certification job, you know? I mean, yeah, there's more responsibilities, you know? And so it, 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 it gave me the, the push. It helped me push and the drive to see what America could be. Mm-hmm. You, shouldn't, you shouldn't have to live in... You, America is whatever you want it to be, but it should be, but... You shouldn't have to sit there and go, well, this is my first job and I have a loyalty to it at Taco Bell. So, you know, I just need to sit here and complain until you pay me the wage because I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's not a good way to live. Yeah. And you need to man up, woman up, human, yeah, yeah. human up. Yeah. And I'm not saying you need a fancy house, but you shouldn't be a, a mm-hmm. suck off society. So there's two, there's two things that I wanted to uh, cover before we close out the show. Uh, one is, is, is that argument that you're making, which is self-improvement, becoming more and not settling on something, using life as an, as a way of growing. Stepping Stepping, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other, in, you know, the, the, I guess the, one of the arguments is, you know, that, that living wage and, and whatever. The other is the, the, uh, uh, the employment, uh, I guess the unemployment statistics, you know, that they're talking about where, say, so, you know, unemployment, I mean, yes, COVID has, has kind of created a problem for unemployment. Well, government has in, re, in response go. to COVID. But yeah, un- unemployment nice. is, is high. If you want to reduce employment, then why why not make it easier for businesses to employ someone? If you increase the minimum wage to 15, it makes it much more difficult for those those businesses to employ people, let alone... A lot of those people who are unemployed have skill sets that they can apply. Now, whether they would like to apply those skills to anything is another story. If you got rid of the minimum wage, it would it would completely change the unemployment rate. It would drop like you've never seen because there would be so many jobs. And those businesses would then figure out at what price point they would get the kind of worker that they want. I agree with you. Unemployment would just, it would tank. We'd have so many people employed. And I personally, I think that these um, these people who are unemployed um, oftentimes uh, sort of, you know, they kind of, I don't want to say leech. But they but they take they take stuff so. from the people who are paying taxes. They if it, if it's just that they need to get on their feet for whatever reason, they might get unemployment or they might get other you know SNAP benefits or something from the government to get them by. But if they can find a job that pays them something, not only does that give you as as a human some purpose and it gives you a routine and it gives you to me, an opportunity to then grow because you're going to develop those skills in whatever the job that you're in. And you might just find, hey, just like you were talking about, hey, you know what? I see this other job that pays twice as much. 
how do I get to that job? And so you start developing the skills to get to that job. Right. So to me, if you get rid of the, uh, the, the minimum wage, unemployment goes to almost nothing. It makes jobs a whole lot easier, or it makes businesses a lot easier to hire people, which means, sure, we may not have as much technological advances because now there's no demand for those automation pieces, but you have so many more people employed and contributing to society. There's going to be, I think, a massive growth as a result of it. Maybe it's not like right away, but I believe if you got rid of that minimum wage, you'd see a massive growth in economic growth because there's right there's more activity. There's more stuff going on. I happen to believe that too. I have a couple of things I want to point out before. Okay. And one of them, and I should have pointed this out, is I know I talked about working at Arby's, but you 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 touched base on picking berries, but mm-hmm. there's also something to do with our parents that would even suggest that to you. You know, mm-hmm. I, I the bike that I had to dra- ride back and forth. The perfect example: I had a job before this, before eighth grade, I had jobs, and but in order to get back and forth to school. I had a I had a BMX bike. I had to have a ten speed or twelve speed or something. Mm-hmm. So I put myself to work because my mom, my parents didn't buy it for me. In order for me to help my parents save money, I had to go to work that that summer. And I picked berries to earn a couple hundred bucks to go buy me my bike so I could have an easier ride. Mm-hmm. But that's but before that, what else did we do? Remember your parents? It has everything to do with your parents that put the seed in us. They would go and get some um, envelope stuffers, uh, poster rollers. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah. And 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 paying us was uh, cents. It was pennies per each one or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. But it was it was the customer saying, "Hey, we have these stuffers. Very, it's it's dumb work. In fact, yeah. we're watching movies while we did it, yeah. and they knew it, so you didn't pay do anything for it. But guess what? They were takers. Yeah, this and was before those machines came in to and do ruined it to for do that. All work. of us. Yeah, because I remember we sat down and, for your kids and all of us to make for them to make extra money for the mm-hmm. heck of it and earn it. I remember making like eighty bucks, big time, because, because I was stuffing envelopes. I was folding like the posters that you're talking about, and you get paid a certain you know a few pennies for every time that you folded and stuffed. And I remember making, I think it was over eighty bucks, and my my parents That's taught a me a work. lesson. When I got that money, I felt so good that I had all that money, and they made me, I really wanted to go out and eat Taco Bell, and they made me pay for my meal. And at that time, it was like five bucks to pay for the meal. And that gave me this this uh, like, uh, th- this like feeling of, I can't believe it costs so much money. You just learned something. I just learned you? something, because for- I had spent hours and hours and hours to earn that money, and then to realize that it cost me, I think it was close to five bucks for that meal. And I go, oh my goodness, to make that five dollars, I would have had to stuff this many envelopes to just pay for that food. Right, and you know that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when... Um... Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I had another example. But the other point I wanted to talk about is, is before we go, I want people, or us too... To understand what fifteen bucks an hour is, fifteen bucks an hour is only, and I'm I don't care about the taxes. I'm not going to tell you what the the gross is, but take home, mm-hmm. right? Take yep. home is only like twenty three grand. Yeah. So if everybody says, "Well, we need a living wage," all right. Well, fair. This is not. This is. I'm sure this is going to. There. This is going to be their fight to say, "Well, it needs to be more." Mm-hmm. But my point is, is you can't. 
mm-hmm. do it. And is is 15 bucks an hour, you're going to take home 23 grand a year-ish. Mm-hmm. So do you know how much? I don't know. I'm going to be nice and say, can you rent? I don't know. Can you rent a place for 700 bucks? Well, so this was a point I was talking to my kid about, and that is uh, the cost of living in Portland is a lot different than the cost of living in San Francisco, which is a lot different than the cost of living in, let's just say, Nampa, Idaho, mm-hmm. or, you know, someplace in Montana. Sure. There's a, well, it's different. So if you do, if you implement you a just national... just like some of the most expensive places. But yeah, there's places where <laughs> yeah, it's if you, completely cheaper. If you push this nationally, you're in trouble because every state has a different area that is uh, less expensive yes. or more Yes, if you expensive. get paid 15 bucks mm-hmm. at another state... You could be doing really well, mm-hmm. or decently well. I yeah. shouldn't say you're not going to do real well anywhere mm-hmm. with 15 bucks, but you'd mm-hmm. be doing a lot better because Oregon has some, mm-hmm. happens to be an expensive place to live. So was Montana, believe it or yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. But true. but so if rent if rent is 700 bucks a month, producer E, have you looked into that before? With you know growing up, have you looked into um apartments? <laughs> he thinks his roommate's gonna, his roommate is going to pay for it all. Well, oh, he's trying to scam what, him. Yeah. He, so, but 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 yeah. all all seriousness though. But when you've looked, what have you looked? Yeah. What's the how much is rent? Have what have you looked for in, as far as rent? Because I know like a three bedroom when Tony was renting one when we were young adults mm-hmm. was a grand yeah. for for a three bedroom, and I thought like a regular apartment is like eight hundred to a thousand now. Yeah. But I don't know. So right right now. Oh. My Zillow's reloading. I believe there was two bedroom with one. We'll see. With one right. bath. Yeah. So two bedroom, two bathroom oh. for uh, nine hundred really nine hundred square feet. Whoa. For twelve fifty <laughs> plus. <laughs> Holy shit! All right. So forget everything I said. I'm not going with that. That's really. So I just said seven hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So you know what 700 bucks a month is? Comes out to 8,400 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. All right. Let, let's do this. 23 grand minus 8,400. It was more than 23, but you got 14 grand left mm-hmm. for a $700 one. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, you, you get a roommate to take care of that. So, mm-hmm. no, now, now is that going to be electricity or your gas or your car? Are you going to walk? Yeah. Are you going to buy that cash or are you going to have a car payment like everybody does? Yeah. It, how is this a living? You're going to yeah. live. What you're going to end up doing is breaking the rules of the the rental places and have four people in a two mm-hmm. bedroom to make it happen. The problem is, is that is that a lot of the Democrats are, who are pushing for this thing are making the argument that these people require this in order to just live. Well, they claim the, to require the, it. The, yes. pro, the problem is, is that they're not talking about. Why don't you find a job that pays you more? Why don't you improve your skill set and well, then become more valuable so here's some to the market? Hypocrisy. They hate you when you say that. I know. How dare you know, say that? But, but hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so they hate it because you just said something like, you don't get to tell them mm-hmm. what they want to do. Maybe they don't want to. Maybe they're happy. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Well, you're not a Democrat is who you are because <laughs> you have, oh, what's that horse face guy's name? I hate this guy. John Kerry? Yes, <laughs> it is. You know what he says? <laughs> That's so funny. So funny. He changed. He says, um, 
It's the same thing what Biden does. He goes, guy, to the coal people. Do you know what he, remember what he said to the coal people after he shut them down? Or the, oh, or yeah, the pipeline? Right. Yeah, go the pipeline. Yeah. yeah, you know, you could be making some, uh, um, some windmills. Well, you just suggested essentially what he did. Yeah. But they're going to they're going to bash you. Yeah. For showing a way to to make it. You know, when when my buddy Dave Ramsey show, shows me his plan to become debt free, mm-hmm. it's it's a stepping stool. You don't get to start at step ten. Mm-hmm. You have to go through it, and when you go through it, you learn each step, and you become smarter as you go, mm-hmm. and to get to a goal. But unfortunately, doing all this stuff. This is another joke. I've been throwing them in there, and you haven't caught the last uh, episode. <laughs> we'll circle back to it. Uh-huh. Is to um, dumbing us down. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's mm-hmm. it is. You know what it is. It's it's this is what happens when you have no more control. I literally should be able to go out here and till it up and say, "Hey guys, I'm going to put up a little bit of a um, garden. I need some help." Well. Uh, I can only do five bucks an hour. I've got nothing, but it's only like three bu- three hours a day worth of work. Mm-hmm. Are you interested? You have to pay me eleven. I don't have to pay you anything. I guess I'll do it myself. Yeah. All right. I could do it for that. Sure, I could do it for yeah. that. Yeah. If, if I could find somebody to do it, because nobody, there's no slavery. There's no holding the gun to somebody to do it. Mm-hmm. If there's a handshake deal, and they feel that this could help them for the moment. Then so be it. Did I, I notice? I even said for the moment. Yeah. I wouldn't expect anybody to be able to do that all the time. Sure. I would expect that I'm going to get somebody else with a lesser skill, with a with less responsibility, no necessary mouths to feed. Somebody's just looking for some bare money. I don't know. Yeah. But you know, the, everybody. If you're not looking at life as if you're happy as you are as being 16, and you want to be 70, being 16, sitting there like playing. I don't know, some, yeah, video, some video game, game. in mommy's house. You, that's not really living, and, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know what to tell you. I have, I'm not going to yeah. help you. Yeah. Uh, well, Dave, let's wrap, let's wrap it up. Um, All right. We'll run a little bit later than we Fine. So uh, did you have a quote or something? To, or should we just I, make you know, something No, I up? didn't have one, but I could go with a quote. If you ain't going to drink yours, I'll drink it for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm going to drink it myself. Thank you. These are fantastic, yeah. Scott. Yeah. Well, I'm... And to be able to have a couple of these from mm-hmm. a guy that doesn't drink much, I feel yeah. great. Yeah, good. But not to, I, I could stand up and not fall over. But yeah. I got to tell you, thank you very much. Yeah, you're so welcome. Yeah, gin and tonics, they're pretty darn good. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, gang, uh, we're going to leave it at that. If you don't mind... Uh, spread the word a little bit. We'd we'd really appreciate that. You can find us on just about any podcasting flat, platform: uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Yeah, go to our Anchor.fm website. If you look for Never Too Serious, there you can leave us a voicemail, uh, which would be great because we put do. you on the show, and maybe you can ask us some questions or give us some topic ideas. Yep. So, and if you don't know where to start. I wear Crocs once in a while. <laughs> Make fun of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Encourage please. me to change. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for uh, listening to the show. And again, we do post these on YouTube. So if uh, you don't want to listen to the show, uh, just watch us there. Yep. So, okay. Uh, until we see you next time, uh, take care. And be safe. 